Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a writer and you're listening to this, we still need your stories. If you don't get your story submitted, I'm going to come around your house and I'm going to get the story out of you. Or you could just go to theotherstories.net forward slash submissions and submit willingly. We're looking for stories under the themes of government experiments. The deadline for that is the 25th of January. Also, newly discovered creatures. and The deadline for that is the 8th of February. If you want some advice or some help or you want to chat to someone about writing crazy short horror stories, head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver and say hello today. Today's story is One Joe, written by Daniel Lauren Keating and narrated by Persephone Rose. I heard about it from Jake first. No idea where he heard about it but I guess that doesn't matter now. He went to the site with his girlfriend, because Angie had been kind of reluctant, you know, the way girls are sometimes. She wasn't reluctant that night. Brendan tried it next, and it did even more. Mary went totally wild, and we wouldn't have believed half the things she did if Brendan hadn't shown us the video she'd insisted on making. So that's why I figured it 
couldn't hurt with Denise. You seriously couldn't have just shown me this on your phone? She looked around my bedroom at the old movie posters on the wall, swinging her arms. I shook my head. I was a little sweaty now that we were getting right down to it, but I didn't want her to think I was nervous. So I brushed the sweat away with my sleeve, pulled out my computer chair, and sat down. You'll be able to see it from the bed. She rolled her eyes and sat down, smoothing her skirt under her as she went. This better not be porn. I started typing. It's not porn. The URL was a mix of simple and difficult, just five characters. But the character preceding the ubiquitous .com wasn't on the keyboard. It was a rune that looked a lot like a spiky letter P. I'd saved the character in a file on my desktop. I copied and pasted it into the URL bar and hit enter. My heart started to thud heavily. I couldn't stop moving, tapping my feet, wiggling my fingers over the keyboard. This was it. I'd made sure I had condoms and all that. Denise wasn't the type to carry that sort of stuff on her, and anyway, if this worked, she wasn't going to be thinking about that. The page, when it finished loading, showed the rune in bright orange against a red background with shaded edges. The more you looked at it, the more it seemed like the rune was pulling off the screen toward you, growing, ready to envelop you in whatever fire was frozen into the color of it. I scratched the back of my head. Yeah, intense. The guys warned me there'd be a little of that. I looked back at Denise, expecting to see her starting to sweat, starting to want me, maybe starting to slip out of her clothes. That skirt was going to look real good on my floor. What I found in her eyes was a rage unlike any I'd ever seen before in anything short of an exploding bomb. Her fingers curled, the muscles tense, her shiny pink fingernails looking more like claws than the nails of a teenage girl. Her lip curled upward in a ferocious snarl. Her breathing came deep and heavy. Hatred oozed off her, like I could smell it. She leapt for me before I could ask what the hell was wrong. Under other circumstances, I'd have been able to fight her off. I was on the swim team and worked out all the time, and she was about a hundred pounds soaking wet. But the pure fury in her corner overwhelmed me. I think I got one good scream out before she tore out my throat and laughed a deep, throaty laugh down at my half-beheaded corpse. I don't know what happened after that. You'd have to ask someone who was there. It just didn't make sense. It sounded so trite to say that Denise was a good girl that she'd never heard a fly, much less tear out her boyfriend's throat, eyes, and intestines, and wear them as trophies while chasing and beating people in the street. But God, even saying those things sounds ridiculous. Yet, it happened. A dozen people witnessed it. And of course, we found Joey's body in the middle of his trashed room at the end of his trashed house. Thank God his little brother wasn't home. But yeah, we looked into it. Small town, everyone knows everyone, you know how it is. In the city, it'd have been an open and shut case. 
But around here, everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows when something doesn't add up. And little Denise McCroy, who sang soprano in the church choir and wrote about wanting to be an astronaut someday, going unhinged and massacring her boyfriend, didn't add up. So I asked around. Most of the kids echoed the same stuff. She was helping design the sets for the spring play. She helped Mickey Spitz when he fell down the stairs and broke his ankles, and everyone else just laughed at him because he was a dork. Hell, she volunteered for hall monitor duty. What kid does that? Angela Markins was the one who told me about the website. Just don't tell my folks about this, okay? God, if I had a nickel for every time I heard that on a case involving kids, I'd buy a better world for all of us. We were standing outside. She'd called in that she had some info when I pulled her out of class just before lunch. The sun was bright that day, shining down on us, and Angela kept looking at the ground like she wanted to hide from it. I can't make promises like that, kid. It all depends on what you tell me. She scratched at an ancient black blotch on the sidewalk, probably gum that had cooked in the sun for a few dozen years until it was indistinguishable from any other stain. It's not anything... I mean, I I didn't do anything wrong or anything illegal, and I just don't want them to know what I did. I let that kick around in my head for a minute. I had to word this careful. Okay. So long as you didn't do anything illegal, I promise I won't tell your parents. She nodded, still staring at the ground. There's this website. She told me how the boys were showing it to the girls, what it made the girls do. She told me what it made her do. By the time she was done, she was crying. You probably think I'm crazy, She rubbed at her eyes. I offered her a tissue. I think the world's just crazy enough for that to make sense. She handed the tissue back to me. Is Jake going to be in trouble? I accepted the tissue, balled it, and stuffed it in a pocket. Do you want him to be? She shook her head. I don't know. She looked down again, blushing furiously. At the time, it felt good. I don't know if that means he shouldn't get in trouble, or who I even am, you know? I knelt down so that I could meet her eyes. You listen to me, Angela Markins. She met my eyes, hers red, her cheeks swollen from crying. Whatever happened in that room, it wasn't your fault. I don't know much about feelings. You should probably think about talking to someone who does. I do know that you don't need to feel ashamed of yourself or anything. She smiled. Thanks, Detective Brandt. Before you say it, yeah, I know. I shouldn't have tried it. But it was just a website for crying out loud. Half of me did think poor Angela had gone round the bend. Maybe he'd slipped or something. Or maybe she'd had a very sudden sexual awakening and after the fact didn't know what to do with herself. 
If it was crazy to think that just going to a website made Angela and her friend Mary lose control and do things that make a prostitute blush, it was insane to think that the same website made Denise a murderer. So I tried it. According to Angela, it didn't have any effect on the boys. So why should it have an effect on me? I shut the door to my office and I did some reading. Turns out the little symbol she drew me is a wonjo. Comes from the Norse. Means a whole bunch of things, which really gets you thinking. How do people handle it when the letters mean stuff apart from the words? Anyway, after a few minutes of reading about it on those encyclopedia sites the kids aren't supposed to use for their school projects, I took a deep breath, copied and pasted the character from the encyclopedia into my web browser, and hit enter. My office door behind me opened at that exact moment. I hadn't known Officer Sanderson long. She transferred in from somewhere upstate a couple weeks back, something about wanting to help raise a cousin in one of the towns nearby. We're a small department, just a couple of detectives, half a dozen uniforms, and the chief. We were going to have a cookout the next weekend as a way to get to know her, welcome her in, see if she could finally settle our age-old debate, whiskey versus beer. Instead, she saw that symbol on my monitor, and her eyes went black as coal. I whipped around in my office chair, trying to block her from seeing it, but it was too late. She stumbled, her arms shooting out to grip the frame of my door, tearing away chunks of wood, which she crushed into flat pulp when her hands closed over them. She dropped the wood pulp and laughed, her voice a deep bass, vibrating in a way that wasn't natural. She looked up, and her eyes were a black abyss, a hole through which I saw everything wrong with my life, Everything I'd never be able to fix. Everything that would haunt me until the day I died. Your world will end in fire, little one. That so? Against everything I wanted, my hand crept toward my gun, unfastened the holster. Who am I speaking with, if you don't mind my asking? The darkness bled from her eyes in clouds and I had to look away to maintain what was left of my composure. I am more than you can imagine, more than you can dream, more than you can fear. (laughs) She laughed again, and I felt the building shake. Hello? You're welcome to try. (laughs) I gulped, too terrified to wonder if I'd gone mad. Did you hurt those kids? Never. The building shook again, or maybe it was just my soul. The symbol shows only what we are. Some are sluts, some are warriors, and some, like this flesh bag. Vessels. Vessels? Well, that sounds neat. I inched the gun out of the holster, my sweaty hands slick on the grip. Is Lisa still in there? 
you know, the name of the uh, flesh bag you're wearing. The thing that was Sanderson smiled. Not anymore. Hey, detective, I... Whoa, what the hell? The demon in front of me whirled. Officer Huzzy stood behind it, holding a file, his eyes roaming between the gouges in the doorframe and the horrible voids of the demon's eyes. With a guttural cry, it leapt for him. My first shot blew its brains out, splattering Huzzy with gore. I don't know if Lisa was still in there. The thing could have been lying. It wasn't exactly a reliable source, you know. Maybe that's the lesson I need to take away from all this. While I'm out on administrative leave, trying to figure out how to explain to some state IA board why I killed an officer in the middle of our station house. Then again, it might not be so hard to explain, since I accidentally left the website up on my computer monitor for the night cleaning lady to find. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Wonder was written by Daniel Lauren Keating, narrated by Persephone Rose, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Andrew K.N. and Tom Robson, and sound effects provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration is provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. For more of Daniel's work, head over to Daniel Lauren Keating, that's K-E-A-T-I-N-G, dot wordpress.com. Persephone Rose plans to live long enough with the help of cybernetic augmentations to travel to the stars and make extraterrestrial friends. When she isn't performing satanic rituals, she scripts by as a writer and voice actor of things that are not always for the faint of heart. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support the show over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. You can join our book club and movie club and chat about the podcast over at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hawk and cleaver. T-shirts and mugs and posters are available at gumroad.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.